What's up, y'all? It's your girl, T. Louise, and you are tuned in to Twisted 20s. Today's podcast is sponsored by my company, The Major Comeback. We specialize in apparel dedicated to giving yourself a major comeback in every aspect of your life. And you can check out some of our merch at themajorcomeback.com. What's up, everybody? Today's episode, y'all, I I really wanted to do this episode um, last month, but I said, you know what, I'm going to wait and I'm going to do it at the beginning of the month. And so today's episode is about coming into my womanhood. And I feel like this is a very important episode for me. I've been wanting to do this episode for a long time. Um, And for the past couple weeks, I've just been going through a lot, um, a lot of transitions transitioning from shedding my childhood identities, transitioning from shedding my mindsets, uh, transitioning from shedding old uh, habits and addictions. And so I feel like that's all a part of coming into my womanhood. So I appreciate everyone who has been following me along on my journey, on this Twisted 20s journey. And I love each and every single one of you. And so let's go ahead and get into today's episode. to start this episode out with uh, Webster's Dictionary definition of womanhood. And the definition is the state of being a woman, the distinguishing character or qualities of a woman or of womankind. Now, that doesn't necessarily describe womanhood. It doesn't describe womanhood at all, to be honest. Um, My personal definition of womanhood is the shedding of old childhood identities, learning who I am and dealing with my own trauma and issues and not just dealing with them, but actually acknowledging them. And (laughs) definitely finding my inner boss because that's something that I need to find. Um, and shedding old mindsets. And so those are the things that I feel like consumes of womanhood. And I say those things, I put shedding childhood drama and learning who I am and dealing with my own traumas first, because until I do those things, I can't find my inner boss. I can't shed my mindsets. I can't do any of the things I need to do to actually become the woman that I need to become until I deal with the root core of things, which is those childhood identities and childhood traumas. And I was listening to Jerry Flowers today and his, his, his sermon was right on time, which it always is. His episodes are always right on time. And so his episode was about returning. It was like returning to your childhood. Um, And he was asking, he was like, ask yourself, do you remember what it was like to be a child before everything happened, before the molestation, before mom and dad got divorced, before um, the emotional abuse, the physical and um, verbal abuse, 
before mom became an alcoholic, before dad became abusive? Do you remember what it was like to be a child before all of that? And I said, man, like, I really do remember what it was like before. For me, I'll say, I remember what it was like before my dad really stopped being in the picture. Um, not even just him being in the picture, but before before my mom had to to do so much. She had to work so much. Before I felt like I wasn't getting enough attention. Before my insecurities came in for being a big girl. Before I started becoming a liar and a thief. And so I remember when I used to, the fun times I used to have with my mom. I remember what it was like to actually go outside and play with the kids. And me and my mom used to do this thing. I would hide under um her under the covers on the bed, and she would come in the room and be like, "Oh, where's Twinkie?" And she would lay on me, and I would just be giggling. And I remember that innocence that I had in my laugh. I could actually hear it in my head. That's how crazy it was. And so, when I thought about all of that, I thought about what my childhood was really like, how I felt about myself, and. I used to get bullied every day at school. I used to get talked about for being a, a, a fat girl. And I wasn't even fat back then. I had a little, I was just a chunky little girl. I was chunky. I wasn't even fat. I didn't, I wouldn't say I can, I wouldn't say I got fat until middle school. Because all my life for, from kids, from, from my grandmother, from, from, every looking around everybody in my family I was I was a big girl and I and the more that I allow people to call me the fat girl and bully me for being the fat girl I literally became the fat girl and I still struggle every day with that mentality of being the fat girl every single day because of that identity of the fat girl it it holds me back from actually moving having the the courage having the motivation to get up and actually lose weight again because of that identity that i picked up that insecure girl because my dad wasn't in my life i became insecure because i didn't have that man in my life to actually show me the love that i needed so I was looking looking for love in everybody else. So just from his sermon, I was able to actually find these things out. But not only that, it, it just it added more fuel to the fire for my podcast episode. And I encourage I encourage each and every person listening to this podcast, go back. Try to remember what it was like to be a child before everything happened. Remember the smile on your face. Remember what it was like to to wear the mixed match clothes and not give a care in the world. To be careless, to be fearless. (laughs) To not 
worry about who's your friend, what they look like. It was it really even in elementary school, it was it wasn't until I'll say maybe when I got up to maybe fourth and fifth grade when kids really started becoming mean, because anything lower than that, I really didn't get talked about. I don't ever remember being getting talked about at that age, but I do remember in fourth or fifth grade, I do remember getting bullied. And that's when I started getting bullied. It got worse in middle school and once I, um, high school, it got, it got better. High school, it, it really did. High school got better because I didn't go to a big high school. I went to a small high school and the first high school I went to was a, uh, predominantly white school anyway. So none of the white kids were talking about my weight, quite honestly. And I, and I hate to, and I, I'm not going to say I hate to say this, but some of my best years of schooling was when I went to a predominantly white school. The white kids, they didn't, they didn't talk about me. They didn't talk. They didn't call me names. They didn't call me fat girl. They didn't bully me. They accepted me for who I was. And I felt free again at that time. And then when I didn't have any drama, I had friends, people, now don't get me wrong. It was a few, it was a few young ladies at the school that didn't like me, but that was because they had their own personal issues. You know, I I mean, I can't help it that I just, I'm just, you know, I'm just me. Okay. I'm just a cool person. I can't help that. I'm just cool. I'm just cool like that. I get along. I try to get along with everybody. I don't really have problems with anybody. So, you know, I can't help that. I did have a few issues, but it wasn't any issues where I was getting bullied and talked down about because of what I look like. And I went to, if anybody's listening to this podcast and you're from Nashville, you know, um, I went in middle school, I went to East Literature High School and out on Gallatin Road in Nashville. And I went there in middle school. In middle school, I would get bullied. I got talked about. I remember I, I, I remember one thing that always stands out with me, and I think I told Babe this. In middle and elementary school, I went to Carter Lawrence. I remember one summer, me and my mom and my family, we went to, uh, I think, Myrtle Beach for vacation. And my favorite color was pink at the time, and it still is. And I wanted the shirt that said, I'm a big sister, because that was the only shirt that was in pink. I'm not a big sister. I'm actually the youngest um, on my dad's side. I don't have any other siblings on my mom's side, but on my dad's side, I'm the youngest. And so I'm not a big sister, but I wanted that big sister shirt because it was pink. And so we got back. It's, you know, it's it's time for school. I'm so excited. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to wear my new shirt. It's pink. It's cute. It's me. Yada, yada. I will never forget walking into that classroom, sitting down and kids telling me, yeah, you're the big sister. All right. And laughing and talking about me and calling me a big girl. I never wore that shirt again. I can't tell you where that shirt went. But I can tell you that that exact, whatever those kids said to me, I will always remember. And I will never forget that. 
And I think that that's where my childhood identity developed because I was so excited to wear something new that I had, that my mom had got me. And and I go to school and I get talked about. I get bullied. And I don't know where all of this is coming from, y'all. I really have been going through a lot these, these past couple weeks emotionally. And so... This might be the longest podcast y'all get from me. <laughs> um, I feel like this needs to be a very deep and um, connecting episode. I want you guys to really understand where I'm coming from. I like to be very raw and real with you guys about my issues. You you guys know some of my... I, I tell y'all, I tell y'all how it is. I don't hold nothing back. I do not lie to you guys. I have told y'all my business, like for real. Um, and so a little bit, I remember after that, my grade started to change. I was looking back at, um, some things that my mom had. My mom always, she had this little, uh, photo album from literally from first grade to 12th grade. And so I was looking back at some of my old report cards and I used to do so good in school, but the same time, right around when I started getting bullied, I started getting bad notes in my report cards. Like my teacher was talking about uh, me acting out in class, me not paying attention, me being the class clown. And that was because I felt like I had to be loud or I had to be a class clown. I had to be funny or I had to to do something to distract people from the fact that I was a big girl. And so this is all a part of that identity how this identity formed. So then not only that, I wanted attention at home. I didn't know how to express I wanted attention at home. I never, you know, told my mom about what was going on at school either. So now I'm going through the things that I'm going through with that. I'm being bullied and my mom's working a lot. So now I start acting out for attention. I start um, another childhood identity I developed was I became a thief and a liar. And I'm not going to go into a lot of details about the things that I did. Um, but a lot of the, a lot of those, that's a lot of the shame and guilt that comes in. That's where a lot of my shame and guilt comes from is from that identity per se is that thief and that liar identity. And I, I learned something new about a family member a couple weeks ago. And she also has been dealing with the same identity, but she's older than me. And she's been dealing with this identity for a long time, I'm sure. And so I thought about that and I was like, that's another generational curse. Because... Even though my the things that I was doing was small and she's doing hers on a, a much higher level, it's still something that is going on between generations. And that's another generational curse. And when I learned about that, I was like, like it really, it really hurt my feelings to know that this particular person was doing that. And when I learned about that, it brought back all that shame and guilt that I felt when I was doing the things that I was doing when I was a child. And 
y'all, I, I could really go on and on about childhood identities, but those are two of my childhood identities that I am really trying really hard to shed. And it is a battle every day. And it doesn't necessarily have to be identities that you have to share from childhood. It could be something that happened to you when you were 15, 16, 21, 18. Something that happened that changed you forever, you feel like. Something that you truly need to heal from. And I'm just saying that my situation started in childhood. And so now that I am working on learning how to shed those, I'm actually finding out who I truly am. Y'all, I really am a boss ass female. Like I really see myself as a millionaire, probably like a billionaire, to be honest. Like I really don't see myself in the situation that I'm in now. I don't see myself ever being broke ever again. I don't see myself ever having to depend on my family. I don't see myself ever having to be in a situation where I'm not financially stable. I see myself somewhere on a vacation, on a yacht somewhere, like living it up with, with other millionaires. Like that's how I see myself. And so, and I feel like I've always saw myself like that. And that's the reason why I joined Girl Mob. That's the reason why I was able to, to actually feel like I actually belong at the table with them because I remember when I first went on my first girl mom trip, I was so nervous. I'm going halfway across the world with people like Miss Skittles and B. Simone and Jackie and Tammy. I'm going halfway across the world. I don't know these folks. And it wasn't until actually when we went to Thailand that I realized that I was actually in the room with millionaires. <laughs> I didn't even know that these women were millionaires. And when I realized that, I was like, there is a reason that I am in the room with these women. And so I just personally have to find that inner boss. I really do. And I feel like what's holding my inner boss back is all of those identities and traumas and hurt and pain that I have to deal with first. And no one said it's going to be easy. It's not going to be overnight thing either. But I know that the more I work on it, the more my true self can come through. I'm trying to remember what Jerry compared. It was something about, I'll say, oh, yes, okay. He says, think of it like this. He said something about um, if you have holes. So my childhood trauma, my, my, my issues, my, my, my childhood identities, those are all holes that I have in my cup. Now, God is trying to bless me. He trying to, he's trying to, to pull, pull, pull my inner self out. But all of these holes that I have, I keep leaking. I can't, I can't, I can't, I keep losing a little bit of myself because I won't allow myself to actually deal with these issues. So I can't pour new stuff in if I have these holes in my cup. You can't pour water in a cup that has holes in it. Same thing with your life. 
Same thing with your issues and your trauma. Those are holes that are in your soul, that are in your heart, and you can't become who you truly need to be. God can't pour into your life if you have those holes. And I always say this, y'all. I'm not just talking to y'all. I'm talking to me too. Because this is something that I need to hear as well. Y'all, I have really, really, really been going through a lot. Last month, my body damn near broke down on me. I was, I was really going through it emotionally. Having to deal with the grief of my mom. Having to, like, I think this year is probably the first time I've actually, like, really head-on dealt with it. Now, I don't deal with it all at once. I do it in small increments because, honey, I, I, I can't do it all at once. I can literally only do it small increments at a time. Because the way my body broke down from that little small increment, oh, my goodness. Babe had to take me to go get a massage. My, my neck was hurting. My back was hurting. I felt sick. This stuff takes time, and you have to be ready. You cannot keep running from these issues. I do not want to be a 30-year-old woman still hiding behind these identities, these traumas, these issues, and not being where I feel like I should be. People tell me all the time, you have your whole life ahead of you. And that is true. I want to spend the life I have ahead of me, I want to spend that happy, joyous, free, not anchored down by childhood traumas, not anchored down by issues that I haven't forgiven people for, not issues that I haven't forgiven myself for. I want to be free. So, so I really feel like in this next year that's coming, I'm going to really work on myself. I'm going to work on, on becoming a better me. I'm going to work on my physical. This is all a part of me coming into my womanhood. It's time. I'm getting ready to be 24 years old. By the time I hit 25, I'm going to be feel like I got a few years left until I'm 30. And I'm not saying that you have to rush and do things, but I'm just saying at 30, hell, at 25, I want to have accomplished some things within myself, mentally, emotionally, and physically. And I think sometimes we need to start allowing ourselves, putting goals on ourselves instead of saying, oh, by 30, I want to be married. By, I, used, I used to be that person. Oh, I want to be married and have a family by, by 26, 27. No, fuck that. Excuse my language. What do you want to do for yourself by the time you're 25? By 25, I want to be mentally free. By 25, I want to lose 100 pounds, 20 pounds, 30 pounds. By 25, I want to 
have made $100,000? What are you doing for yourself to help you come into your womanhood? I understand the transition from, from childhood, from being a teenager to now being an adult is a fast process because see, once you hit 18, you think you grown, but you're not, you still a child, 18, 19, 20, hell, even when you hit 20, I, I, I think I'm not even, I wouldn't even consider myself a grown woman until I'm probably like, maybe like 30, 35. Like I'm just a, I'm just a woman right now. I'm a young, I'm a young lady. I don't even, I'm an, I'm an adult. Yeah, I'm an adult, but I'm not a grown woman yet because a grown woman has handled all the things that I just listed. That's what a grown woman is. And I think a lot of us don't have an example of a grown woman. But you know what? That's how I will remember my mama before she left this earth. As a grown woman. A woman that went back and handled her childhood traumas. A woman who taught me how to actually become a woman. A grown woman. Who didn't only tell me but showed me. And for that, I will always be grateful for that. So I'm a, I think that's all I'm going to say today because I'm finna cry. <laughs> I love each and every one of my listeners. And I want this for myself. But you guys deserve it too. I really and truly believe that this isn't the lives that we are living is because of us. We can't blame nobody else because every day we get up and we choose to make the decisions that we make every day. We choose to, to allow those negative thoughts to hold us back. Jerry said it in his, in his sermon today, he said that, the devil, when he gets into your mind, he said, maybe you're not just having, maybe it's, maybe you don't have negative energy around you. Maybe you're just entertaining negative thoughts. Every day when we allow those negative thoughts to control us, we really deserve to have a better life. Sometimes, you guys, I literally feel so heavy. Because not only am I carrying around my weight, but I'm carrying around my weight. And if you get that, you get it. If you don't, it'll come to you. I'm going to lead this podcast like that. <laughs> I want y'all to really think about what Jerry said. What was it like to be a child before everything happened? I love y'all. Peace, love, and blessings. T. Louise.